Hi, filmmakers. Jason Brubaker with Filmmaking Stuff, where we show you how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. I am talking to you from Los Angeles, California, which is where I reside, where I spend most of my time, and where I work with quite a few other people to try to solve tough filmmaking problems. Um, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest questions that I get whenever I'm out giving a talk or a workshop um, is uh, from some newbie filmmakers that, that oftentimes ask me whether or not they should go to film school. And, you know, um, I, I, to answer that question, I, I, I'd like to give you a little bit of um, some history on me and my background. So if I think back to it, somewhere between 11th and uh, 12th grade, when uh, most of my friends uh, were taking weekend trips with their families to check out prospective colleges, um, you know, it's hard for me to admit this, but I was definitely goofing off. Um, and, you know, it, if you think about it, when you're, when you're like 17 years old, a college education, um, at least for me, it wasn't high on my list of priorities. And I'd grown up in a rural part of Pennsylvania, so college wasn't even part of our culture. Um, and, and back then, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to make movies. Um, I, and I can't remember exactly what drew me to movie making. Uh, but I was always intrigued by the camera and uh, how you could look through the lens at something and then bring it to life in a pretty new and unique way. Now, if if you are out there and you're, and you're learning some things, there's a lot of fancy technical terms um, that would have described all the cinema, uh, cinematography um, that I was playing around with. Uh, I was probably using forced perspective and snap zooms and... Um, I was doing that uh, overused point of view, um, <laughs> um, but you know, when when you're having fun with the camera for the first time, you, you don't really think about any of that stuff. Uh, and and for me, we didn't even have the kind of technology that you have today. You know, I had a VHS camcorder, it had a built-in microphone, and I had um, whenever I'd grab that camera and go out, I I only had one mission. I just wanted to have fun. And I think that's a, that's something that I still try to just uh, keep into my mind, you know, whenever I'm out um, making these productions. Uh, the other thing that I was really into was skateboarding. And so one summer, my buddies and I, we built a skateboard half pipe in my parents' backyard. And it was awesome. You know, we would go out there and spend hours and hours. And the sun was so hot, but we didn't care. Um, and we would grab the VHS camcorder and we'd go out there and capture our sessions on videotape. And then, you know, we'd be out there all day and then we'd go back to my buddy's house and make some burgers. And as the sun was setting, um, what we would do is we would go and take these two VCRs. I mean, this is really <laughs> making me feel old. But we would push play on one of the VCRs and we'd push record on the other one. And that's how we edited our footage. And you could play around with the footage, and then you could add some uh, heavy metal music. That that was always something that we always wanted to do. And, you know, it, it wasn't just a great way um, to end an awesome day of skateboarding. But, you know, it, it, what was happening there is the work and the effort that we were putting into making those skate videos, um, you know, it, it, it was enough to make me realize that a career making movies would be the only type of career that mattered. So, 
you know, going back to this idea about college, um, when asked about, you know, my college plans, I, I really had two, uh, pe- I, I was thinking about two things. And my college only had to have two criteria. It would have to meet two pieces of criteria. Um, number one is the school would have to have women. Um, you know, that's what you think about when you're 17 years old. Um, uh, frankly, that's what you think about maybe your whole life. But <laughs> and, and two, the school would have to offer a film program. But here's, here's what I run into, and I know a lot of other people run into the same kind of thinking. You know, back then, I, I really thought a traditional film school with attractive women was heaven. And not to mention, I was also convinced that a traditional film school degree would make my chances of becoming a successful Hollywood filmmaker much easier. And I remember doing my research, probably just like you are, trying to determine which, uh, which school of cinema offered my best chance at success in, uh, in Hollywood. And, you know, maybe it's fortunate or unfortunate, but once you look at the cost of a four-year film school degree coupled with the reality of, you know, where I was coming from, which was a rural town in Pennsylvania, you know, my family didn't have that kind of money um, to send me off to like NYU or UCLA or, or any of those kind of like really awesome schools. USC is another one. Uh, so I ended up at a state school in Pennsylvania, which is uh, Bloomsburg University of Pennsylvania. And while the school did not have a formal film program, it was a great experience for me. Um, it, was, uh, it was a huge education and nursing school, so of course there were a lot of women there. Um, and maybe, okay, I'll admit this, but my first couple of years in school, I, I kind of forgot about my film passion. I was distracted, if you will. And it wasn't really until my senior year of college that I once again caught the film bug. Um, I'd learned of a movie-making class where everyone in the course bucked up and paid to produce a 16-millimeter short movie. Uh, the class wasn't offered every year, and it was only offered in the summer. So suffice it to say, I did everything I could to get into that class. Um, and, and one of the things that I did, and I talk about a lot, but I actually took a job selling hot tubs, um, which sounds goofy, but I learned how to sell. And that single dose of reality, that little bit of experience learning how to sell, has, uh, for me, it has been a fundamental factor in all of my success moving forward because you have to learn how to sell. So so I don't necessarily look at it a bad thing, but I had to take some sort of job so that I could pay for this class so that I could make this movie. Um, and I went into this class with, uh, <laughs> let me just say, it was a very strong level of passion, um, almost to the point of embarrassment thinking back. But I, I convinced, or rather I forced the class to let me write and direct the movie. Um, and I got a lot of pushback. You know, I, I remember one guy, he, he quit the class because I was gaining too much power. It, it was pretty ridiculous, right? Um, and, and I got into some sort of heated negotiation with the, with the other uh, people in the class and the instructor. And I think they, they, they half enjoyed my passion. And, and the other half is they, they just wished I would leave. Um, but ultimately what ended up happening is we found a compromise. The, the instructor permitted me to have half of the directing credit. So this was a project that I was able to write, and I, and I directed half of it. Um, the other half, 
of the directing was shared with my buddy Ryan. And I'll take a quick moment to tell you that Ryan also caught the film bug, and uh, he's now working um, as a grip on some of the biggest blockbuster movies in Hollywood. So he's doing okay. Um, But anyway, we went out. Uh, when we were making this movie to various locations and we would set up and we'd make our movie. Um, and we even got so detailed that we animated a title sequence, like the old fashioned where the old fashioned way where you would, uh, animate You would draw a little bit and then take a picture, draw a little bit more, take a picture. It was pretty wild. Um, and, and check this out for those of you who, who haven't lived during the, the time when you actually shot on film, but we actually, we took that film and we got a process. We got it edited on a flatbed editor where we actually cut the film. Um, it was like physical film and we'd cut it and splice it together. And then we, we finally projected our movie on the screen. When we finally saw that movie on the screen, you know, we thought we had something spectacular. And based on our standards at the time, it was the best we could do. And we were, we were pretty darn proud of it. Um, so after graduating, um, I moved back. I, I didn't end up in Los Angeles or New York City. I, I moved back with my parents in Pennsylvania. And once again, I took a job selling. Uh, this time it was household appliances. And, you know, I got to be honest, you know, promoting dishwashers and garbage disposals wasn't really in line with my movie making aspirations. I got depressed. Um, I got fat, <laughs> I, and I kept wondering how I would make a career making movies. And, and maybe some of you are in this place right now where you're like, oh, man, i got to go back to this job, and am I ever going to make a movie? Um, and so the only, the only thing that I had to show that said that I was a filmmaker was this little 16-millimeter film from college, right? And again, it was literally film. So in order to show it to someone and as part of a demo reel, um, I needed to get it transferred to video. And so back in Pennsylvania, I started contacting all these different Pennsylvania production houses in the hopes that one of those uh, production houses would have the equipment to transfer the film to video. And after several calls, I eventually found someone. Um, and, th- and this is how luck works. This is how luck in life kind of comes together. When you know what you want to do in life... Um, the universe has a good way of, of kind of putting you in that direction. And it's up to you to make the calls, okay, because sometimes that's scary and it's up to you to take action. Um, but in this particular case, um, the people I met at the production company that actually transferred uh, the film to video, they put me in touch with uh, a local filmmaking community, which I didn't even know we had. And I started hanging out with those guys. Um, at first, I started at, uh, fetching coffee. And then that eventually led to other jobs. I was I, at some point I was working as a boom operator, and I was a dolly grip and a production coordinator. Um, and then through doing all of those weekend projects with uh, the film community in my hometown, I started meeting new people who eventually opened the door um, to some work in New York City. And this is where you know I, I I got in my car, I moved to New York, and I basically took every production job I could find. I was doing student shoots, corporate video, TV commercials. Um, I would even drive upstate and um, I did audio on a few hockey games. And all of this happened, you know, while I lived in the corner of some dude's kitchen in New York and slept on an inflatable air mattress. 
and it was also during that time that I put the finishing touches on my first screenplay. Eventually, through doing all of this work and networking, it led to a position um, as an assistant to an indie producer. And, you know, there, I, I have a lot of other podcasts out there that tell you how the story continues. But, you know, this things started to um, snowball after that. And I won't say any of it. It was easy. How did I go from New York to Los Angeles and start making my own projects and all that? I cover that and other stuff. But um, talking solely about film school. Um, you know, after producing several short movies and, and at this point four features, you know, I, I believe fully that my on the job training, um, for me was a pretty good film education. And I'm sharing this story with you and your parents, um, and the parents of any aspiring filmmakers, you know, if you're weighing the options between going to traditional film school or other alternatives, um, so my thinking on this is if you just want to learn the nuts and bolts of filmmaking, then the basics can be learned in a much shorter time frame than going to complete, you know, a four-year university. And after you learn the basics, then what, what, what helps you become successful is having a clear sense of your goals. Um, and then you got to combine that with a great work ethic and and through having clear goals and an awesome work ethic, um, you're going to build a reputation for yourself. People are going to know that you're hardworking and you're serious about getting a job done. And you're going to get hired over and over again. And this is going to open doors to your dreams, quite frankly. And when these doors open, you know, you're going to realize that your Hollywood success has a heck of a lot more to do with your experience and attitude than any degree. Um, and I'm going to just repeat that for you. Experience and attitude are the major prerequisites for success in any endeavor, especially making movies in Hollywood. So <clears throat> to wrap this up, my thinking is, you know, film school is awesome for aspiring filmmakers who want to meet and spend four years with friends who share similar interests, determination and drive. And the people you meet at these film schools, these are going to be the these people are going to become the the foundation of your professional network. And if you attend one of the big schools, oh, it's going to look great on your resume. But unless you plan to teach, most people will never ask to see your degree. The other problem is, depending on your film school, you may never get permission to direct or produce your own projects while you're in school. So this means that you could go to a school. And become very disheartened when you end up paying $50,000 or in some cases more for an education that allows you to simply carry cables, fetch coffee, and watch movies. And my thinking there is if you're going to fetch coffee and carry cables and watch movies, you may as well get paid for it. So I'm not saying you should forego a four-year college. I, I certainly didn't. Um, but being completely frank, my four-year degree has accelerated my success in some very non-direct ways. And I'm not and and I'm saying this, you know, before you set yourself up for a traditional film school degree and all that student loan debt that goes with it, 
you might consider testing the water by attending one of the many short-term hands-on filmmaker workshops offered by reputable filmmaking organizations. One of them that I would uh, recommend right now is the main media workshops, uh, the film and television workshops in Rockport, Maine. Do a, do a Google search for that. I went there as um, briefly right after college I went there, and I found it to be pretty awesome, and that actually helped me forge a network that, you know, now a decade later, these are some of my closest friends and collaborators. So the main media workshops in Rockport, Maine is worth checking out. Do like a one-week filmmaking workshop up there and, and see if you actually like this before you start going. And the other thing is, you know, if I had it to do over again, I think I would have taken more business classes um, because I now realize, especially with all the changes that are taking place in the industry, you're going to need to know marketing. Um, that's a given. And I know you probably don't want to hear that because all you want to do is focus on movies. So you're going to – well, let me put it another way. You don't have to become you know, a, a great marketer, but you have to know enough about marketing so that you can hire great marketers to help you get you know, build your reputation and, and get your career going. So, um, you know, so take a step back. Um, do, do a hands-on workshop. And most of these are taught by uh, working filmmakers and industry professionals that are conducted at various times and locations that are just awesome. Um, and they'll provide you with a basic education. Uh, and then the other part of it, once again, is learn marketing. Uh, I hope this was helpful to you. Um, if there's some more filmmaking stuff that you want to learn, you can certainly check out uh, my website. It's filmmakingstuff.com. Um, and I also, I, I put together some professional tools for those of you that are super serious. Uh, go to makeyourmovienow.com. And once again, that's makeyourmovienow.com. Look forward to chatting with you. You can always email me, Jason, at Filmmaking Stuff. And once again, make, market, and sell your movie. Don't wait around and ask for permission. Take action and make your movie now.